All right, folks, it is finally that time once again. I am Evan Schindler along with Peter Kay here, and we've got Josh Bryan on the line. This is Inside IOST, the first and the best source for all your information in the IOST ecosystem, all the news, all the happenings, all the daps, all the explosions, all the price dumps, all the price pumps, all of that is going on all the time. And we're just going to try and, you know, parse it down and make it easy to digest. The cast and guests of Inside IOST do not intend to convey investment or financial advice. Please do your own research before choosing to buy or sell any digital assets or cryptocurrencies. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We just got back from an event, a crypto event, though not really an IOST event, in Washington, D.C. Speaking of Washington, D.C., our colleague Josh Bryant is calling from there. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Traveling here. Enjoying my time in, in D.C. here for the week. But good to be back on the show. Looks like uh, quite a nice view you have from that hotel of those curtains, and the wall is painted the exact same color as the curtains. Got to love the consistency. This this nice, bland background all behind (laughs) me here. Easy to sleep when you're in a place like that, I'd imagine. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so Pete and I, uh, we were really busy last week, uh, as I'm sure everyone is, both inside and outside IOST. I guess pun not intended there. (laughs) But, uh, Pete, why don't we talk a little bit about kind of what we were doing and what's going on outside of IOST, and then we can kind of draw that back to the inside IOST. Sure. It's been a major string of crypto events from Blockchain Week in New York all the way through to the Block One announcement of its their new social app and several other things on the EOS platform, EOS, uh, in Washington, D.C. this weekend. I know that's not IOST, but uh, all the... Uh, you know, they, they only really announce things once a year, apparently. So all the other platforms kind of held off uh, announcements, it seems. Right. Well, one platform didn't hold off announcements, though. Yeah. There were a couple of platforms that decided to add announcements yeah. to the same time. There was know. Tron. Tron. Did you see what Justin Sun's announcement ended up being? A $4.5 million <laughs> bid. And he won a lunch with Warren Buffett. Warren For Buffett. $4.5 million. <laughs> Warren Buffett does this private <laughs> lunch thing where you can you can speak with him, I guess, pitch to him, get feedback. And uh, Justin Sun won it this year. He's going to represent crypto to one of the greatest crypto bears of all time. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I think $4.5 million could be spent a little bit better than that. I mean, the, the guy won a Tesla, and it was this big kerfuffle, and he didn't want to give it to him, and he wanted to change the winner. And it, what's a Tesla worth? Like the 40, 40K, the newer ones? And I think it was a newer one. Hey, maybe Justin Sun will come out of there and get a Warren Buffett endorsement. Uh, well, Buffett's been like a perma bear on crypto, though. He hates yeah. crypto. He called it rat poison, but you know he's super plugged into the existing system, so you can see why he he wouldn't like it for sure. And he's admitted that tech is not his strong suit. I mean, where has he made his money? Things like Coca Cola and, and re- uh, uh, real estate construction, yeah. things like that. Uh, so he's not a tech guy, and so I guess that makes sense. He's basically made his money in being old. That's how he made his money. <laughs> buy and hold, buy and hold. Yeah, buy and hold. And what's his, what's his saying? The best time to plant a tree is 40 years ago, and the second best time is now or something like that? I think, I think he also says, uh, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful That's where right. others are greedy, which, right. is, which investing. Has, has played pretty well for, for some people in the crypto markets. That's definitely a, a good way to do it. Uh, it's, it's Sometimes it's harder. It's easier to say than it is to you know actually pull through with those trades. But um, 
I'm sure whether Warren Buffett gives him a glowing review or cares about anything that Justin Sun has to say, uh, Justin Sun will tweet that it was an amazing experience and Tron's going to go to the moon. But and that he's now being mentored by, <laughs> by Warren Buffett and Jack Ma. And Jack Ma. Both Jack Ma and Warren Buffett. He's combined a power team <laughs> of advisors for Tron. Um, but yeah, just to speak to kind of what we've been doing, why we missed an episode last week, uh, we did well, put you up... You published uh, an interview, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So Pete and I did a presentation with um, ICAC, which is the... Um, it's the Pacific... I, I always forget what it stands for. It's ICAC. The Core Arbitration Council. Yeah, the Core Arbitration like Council. Um, and we gave a presentation that really talks about uh, like our backgrounds. Um, and I think a lot of people really haven't seen that before. Uh, you know, what I was doing before we got into crypto or before I got into crypto, what Pete was doing and he was in crypto when like Satoshi was still messaging on Bitcoin oh, talk. Yeah, barely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Josh, of course, Josh out there with all his Josh, I think we called you an old man on the presentation. You did call me an old man. I listened to the show. <laughs> I'm not really offended by that. I, uh, you know, I got lots of good experience here and I'm glad to be rolling with the team. So. It was yeah. a good episode. I liked it. Plus, the other old man on this episode so far is Warren Buffett, so you're in good company. Right, right, right. Besides, when I'm clean-shaven like this, I look younger than both of you guys. <laughs> That's true. That's why I wear the beard. In the future, when people are – when the first person who says, you're an old man, I could just shave it in like minus 10 years like that. Boom. That's that's what I've been doing too. I don't know why I shaved it the other day. It was like psychologically <laughs> in damaging. In the Inside IOST channel, people were like, it's a younger Evan. Yeah, yeah. I'm never doing that again <laughs> until, of course, I need to. But, um, but you know, the, the Block 1 announcement, for those of you that maybe don't keep up with EOS – uh, Block One is basically the IOST foundation of EOS, and uh, they they had you know these big announcements. There was a lot of hype around it, but and I know I've said this before in Inside IOST, and I want to make the comparison and draw it back to IOST between you know what are the what's the contrast between uh, both EOS and IOST. When we go to these events for EOS, um, one of the things that I'm always amazed by is the developers in the community and the business people in the community that are coming up with these grand ideas and these ways to decentralize maybe models that are already out there. So like, for example, you've got, um, you've got Nougat, which um, Ryan Banky, they won the San Francisco Rob. hack. I'm sorry, Rob Banky. Uh, they won the San Francisco hackathon and they wanted to make a new GitHub. And there's all these problems with centralization around GitHub. And I think GitHub was acquired by Microsoft uh, last year. That... Yeah, that's what pushed a lot of people to move to GitLab. Right, right. GitLabs. Um, and, and you see these things that aren't necessarily like a gaming dap or just like the quick kind of like here's the quick dicing game or here's the quick uh, – not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and a lot of times those are good for testing you know, transactions per second and volume. But one thing I, I love about the EOS community, and it makes me really bullish on it, and, and I'm bullish on IOST, obviously. We wouldn't be here if I wasn't. But um, one thing EOS has that I, I'm, I'm excited to see IOST get into is these people that are building these projects that are more of an actual application that's useful to people on their phone that's not gaming-based. Um, and I think we're going to see that. You know, People forget that IOST, it's only three months old now, the, the, the mainnet. Um, and nothing's built overnight. So if people are down in the dumps about price, I know price has been kind of shaky as of late. Um, don't worry about it. It's, it's, just, it's just a way for, um, you know, it's keeping a price low for new DAP developers to, to buy resources and nodes to come on board to keep things decentralized. 
Uh, and I think within the next six months, we're going to start seeing some of these nougat style announcements where, uh, you know, awesome projects are getting built out on iOS T. So that's just my opinion. And that's kind of how I wanted to tie everything together in a nice, pretty bow. For sure. It is a pretty bow. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so aside from just me sitting here and, and hoping and, and, you know, uh, predicting that some of these awesome tools and dApps are going to come out. We have been working on some stuff for IOST uh, as developers. Uh, Josh, you've been working hand-in-hand with uh, one of our developers like every day, tearing up the yep. the uh, chat boards. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of where we're going with the tools that we're offering to the community? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. If you've been out to our website to our getting started page, we put together a description of how to get onboarded into the iOS ecosystem by creating a wallet, by putting iOS T into that wallet, spending, voting. But right now it's all kind of instructions and using other people's tools. And our vision is for somebody who wants to get into iOS T to be able to come to the inside iOS T website, get their wallet built, get iOS T into that wallet, be able to spend it, be able to vote. So we're working on tools to make all that happen. We'd like to have a, a site where um, somebody who's brand new to IOST or maybe brand new to cryptocurrency. I, you know, I'm talking with friends, people in my neighborhood, family. Some of them know a little bit about crypto, certainly not much about IOST. And I want to direct them to our site where they can one, two, three, get involved and uh, set up a wallet and be able to interact through the iWallet Chrome extension. So we're working on some great tools. All three of us have been very active in the development Really talented team here. We all bring different skills to the table, design, technical, overseeing the developers. I'm super excited. We're, we're making good progress on it. And I think we're going to be rolling out these a couple of these tools within uh, the next few weeks. And we have a, a long-term vision for this, too. As a Tier 1 node, we want to be continuing to contribute to this ecosystem. So look for some new tools in the upcoming weeks from Inside IOST. Yeah, and you know, as Josh said, onboarding really is kind of the first step, uh, you know, for everybody. And once we can do that, uh, it's only going to grow from there. Again, we're in the the infantile stage of this blockchain of this protocol, and we want to be able to onboard people. And uh, you know, I really agree with with Josh with your vision of even people that maybe don't have that much crypto knowledge, making it just like a sign up process of a normal application for them. Uh, you know, we've been throwing around a few ideas uh, between the three of us, uh, and one I, I wouldn't mind speculating on air with you guys. Um, I just saw a message today, actually, from someone in the main international chat, and he said that he would actually pay a premium fee if there were a way for him to uh, be able to unstake before seven days, to be basically be able to unstake instantly. And I remember that it was maybe a, a month or over a month ago, I was thinking to myself, I was like, guys, there's so many people that want to unstake immediately, especially if, you know, the price is, is flying off the shelves and they want to, uh, you know, be able to sell or, or vice versa. I said, what if there was a way that we could basically float someone that IOST so that they could make their votes, but somehow implement it so that when their vote unstakes, it goes back to us and we would charge a fee on top of that. Um, and again, this is just purely speculation. We haven't looked too much into how this would work. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, I would really prefer to see the foundation change the rules on that. I don't know why it takes seven days to unstake just to vote for somebody else. Like, I can understand maybe pulling your money out of the system somehow, but if you're just changing your vote for somebody else, why is there a seven-day wait? I haven't really seen any good response on that. 
And I, I, I would like to see that change dramatically. Like if, if I want to change my vote, I just want to change it. I don't, I don't want to have to wait for seven days. What's the purpose of having to wait seven days just to just to change your vote? That's not really clear to me. I guess there might be an opportunity there. Like I remember when, when I was using EOS for the first time, we had to do like CPU emergency when I was playing this one game to you know go out and get more EOS to play the game. So it, it seems like as new products are growing and as industries are developing, there are always going to be these opportunities to jump in and see what adds value. But in this case, like solving the problem, you know, why, why is the problem there in the first place? Like understand the problem before you put a solution together for it. And I'm wondering why that problem exists in the first place. I'd like to see it just the number of days come down to like instantly or maybe one day or a couple of hours or something like that. I, I don't know why the wait. I think there's, like you said, there should be a wait for spending. That's why we have the security we do with the owner active keys we talked about and things like that. Um, but for voting, I mean, the other permission-based blockchain, EOS, surprise, EOS, we're talking about it again. Uh, you do have to wait three days to unstake, but even if you're staked, you can change your votes. You know, So right. rather than having unstake vote, uh, maybe it could be implemented to have like a vote change. That's a good idea. So don't you don't have to unstake to change your vote. Right. right, right. And, it, and it messes with people's rewards, too, because if you have to unstake and wait seven days, a lot of these rewards, especially for the quarterly rewards, is taking into account how long you've been staked to that particular node. And, so, and this disincentivizes uh, the, with the voting we want to see. Like if you... If you have a node that does something and you think, yeah, that's not so great, I might want to unvote from them, you think about it again if you realize you're going to lose out on rewards. Yeah, that's Maybe a great you're point. not as quick to vote for that great node because you're like, oh, I'm going to miss out seven days of rewards. Yep, 100%. And if the, if the value continues to go up, which I think it will, that, that's just going to become more exaggerated. You know, like as the price goes up, you lose seven days, that's more and more money you end up losing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. That's probably why so many people have been apprehensive to switch their votes to inside iost i'd imagine you know mm, but we have had a significant number of votes yes i think i remember back when we were a little node of what i mean we're still i guess a little node yeah of, of like two million votes and now we're pushing 20 million pushing That's 20 million cool. and and uh, to our voters yeah thanks yeah big shout out to our voters and if you look one of the interesting statistics that i like to look at because i feel like inside iost you know we're we're kind of a grassroots movement we're representing the working class out here and if you look on iOS T ABC, they have uh, they keep track of how many unique voters you have. Now it doesn't go into BIS; uh, it doesn't parse out how many voters you have on BIS. So it's just kind of one big pool there. So I imagine it probably just counts as one unique voter. Mm -hmm. But we're one of the higher um, amounts of unique voters. Uh, I think we're like up in the nineties somewhere of unique people who have come through to to vote for us. So I think we're the highest in the United States. The fact. highest in the U.S. I like that. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we, we uh, I like that little bit of speculation, a little bit of tools. What's tools are going to be necessary? It's interesting, Josh, that you mentioned CPU emergency. I actually uh, I ran into those guys in Did DC, you? and uh, I was talking to the guy, and I was like, "Yeah, CPU emergency that used to be huge. You know, uh, what are you guys up to now?" And he was like, "Ah, you know, nothing." And I'm thinking, like in the back of my head, I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, that really sucks. Like, you know, you guys had a good opportunity; it must have passed you by." And I was like, "Well, you know, what, what are, you, are you guys thinking about working on something next?" And he's like. No, we pretty much made a killing. I never have to work again. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we should think about uh, looking into IOST, if there's issues on IOST, how to how to make that happen. So, so fun little wow. quip how from... Did that, uh, 
Wow. Yeah, he said they were they were doing so much uh, like lending and making a percentage off the lending. They were doing the more volume than any other DAP at the same time, like just just killing it. So good for those guys. And those are but those are the kind of opportunities that we're going to start seeing in in IOST because EOS was in that phase. They were in like that three month well, to six month phase. Well, maybe. But we don't we don't know that. Well, that one specifically, maybe not. But I'm just talking about like those little tools that help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think if you compare IOST to the EOS timeline, we're, you're still going to see these like kind of like not get rich quick schemes, but like all right, here's what we can put out right now. It's the the urgency of now uh, and being in such a space that's not very crowded, versus where EOS has come a whole year later, and we're going to start seeing with with EOS rolling out within the next year is these really well thought out, well put together dApps that are really going to attract users, whether they're uh, blockchain people or, or they're just coming in from, you know, wherever. They have no idea what, what EOS is. Uh, and IOST, you know, people are – Rome wasn't built overnight. I know it's a cliche, but that's that's what's going to happen with IOST. Well, speaking of Rome, ah. there is a game announced just uh, a day or two ago. See? You knew I was going to segue into that, didn't you? I didn't know it was a segue. It wasn't, actually. You just oh, stole my thunder. Right. Speaking of segues, uh, well, speaking of Rome, we <laughs> – we, uh, we've learned of Crypto War, and you might have seen this. It's a couple days old now. Uh, this game, Crypto War, uh, there's an IOST Foundation Medium post about a medieval battle game. This is a kind of a real-time strategy, uh, you know, isometric view, like a Command and Conquer, Age of Empires. In fact, there's a screenshot here that looks like it's just Age of Empires 2 uh, with, like, some minor changes. Suspiciously similar. Suspiciously. In fact, this little monastery here is exactly like an Age of Empires 2 monastery. Do you think that they took a screenshot from Age of Empires, or is it just a clone, maybe? Or uh, Well, there's some differences I see. Age of Empires 2 was one of my... It was, it was one of my games. You know, like, <laughs> my brother and I played it, and we would... Uh, Whenever we went and played it online, we would get slaughtered. Like, all right, I found some berries. And then, like, the enemy sending ranks of knights through already, like, uh. slaughtering, you know. So we weren't the greatest at it. But we definitely played it a lot, and I recognize almost everything on this screenshot. Uh, so maybe they've modified the assets, which, uh, I mean, I guess you couldn't do that in the United States, but you could probably do it in some other places. Right. Uh, or maybe this is just a placeholder, and they don't have their, their graphics completed yet, or they don't want to reveal them. But anyway, it looks like a... Uh, maybe we can put the screenshots up. Uh, it looks like players fight. They have, uh, they, they're competing for things. They're competing for a prize pool. And the better you do in the game ergo the the more you buy like the more you spend tokens on for resources yeah. and armies and stuff the more of a chance you have of that prize pool the more of a share you have of that prize that like dividends pool mm. uh so there's going to be incentive to play well and to spend on the game in order to get a share of the dividend pool uh, which this is a model we've kind of seen before uh but yeah that's crypto war middle ages now can you do like, like a script. private pool like just between you and your friends with that uh, right on the table here. Yeah, we could. Oh, you know what? We should all play this game. Right. Like the three I like of that us. idea. We should, uh, uh, unless this game is ends up being terrible, which I'm sure it won't be because they used Age of Empires two. Come on, they've got to <laughs> they've got to have good gaming instincts to use that. Right. I mean, unless it's if it's if it's playable and it's pretty good, uh, we should play it and like have an ongoing challenge. I would love that. Where I 
repeatedly, week after week, explain how I crushed Evan and Josh yeah. on the battlefield. I'm sure that's not going to happen, first of all, so yeah, relax. I wouldn't be too confident about that. Yeah. Have you seen Josh's gaming skills? Look at him. Hey, it's- I got kids who play Fortnite. I've learned a few things, so you better watch out. <laughs> this ain't Fortnite. <laughs> well, so we could do us three, but w- would we be able to invite our community as well? You know what? Yeah. That yeah. Would, could be cool. We should, uh, we'll talk that, we'll talk about insiders. that off here. Yeah, we could have like an insiders weekly who's in first place. We could give you like a little shout out, throw up the scoreboard, the leaderboard. That'd be nice. cool. Yeah. All right. All, all that and more is coming to Inside IOST next week. Okay. Uh, there was an article out. It was a weekly DAP roundup. And Pete, you got a whole lot of love <laughs> yeah, in this did. article. They basically knew more about you than you knew about yourself. What was, <laughs> what was about, what was going on with this? Uh, one second. I'm looking for the link here uh, because, yeah, you're right. They knew more about me than I knew myself. You know, my Telegram links just disappear in like a pile of groups so quickly. All right. So there's a bi-weekly DAP roundup. It talks about 16 DAPs. This is May 24th. So, again, it's it's like the week before last, but uh, they're going to come out with a new one in about a week. Uh, 16 DAPs on IOST. They talk about four new ones, five new ones. Libby Pool, Liar Game. X-Pet. Uh, X-Pet. So, yeah, so looks like Crypto Kitties, but with dungeons uh, and, like, more varied pets. Uh, IOST Legend and Expedition 2. I don't know that there was an Expedition 1 on IOST. Maybe it's like <laughs> Mech Warrior, right? There was never a Mech Warrior 1. Uh, so anyway, and then it goes in part 4, why build an IOST? And says, blockchain writer Peter K. Recently published... Published, okay, published an article titled "What Blockchain Should I Build My DAP On?" Yeah, so I got I got a, a mention here because I wrote for DAP.com about a comparison of Ethereum, EOS, Tron, uh, Stellar, Bitcoin, and IOST. And IOST did win a category of all the things we ex- we, we examined, like speed and uh, community bootstrap and things like that. IOST won the developer support community or uh, developer support category. Very nice, so, very nice. So yeah, they're proud of that, and uh, yeah, my pleasure. It is indeed. I have found the best for developer support, and they they even got a little bit into why you found decentralized applications to be better than. <laughs> yes, you want to you want to talk about that? Why will, you've been kicked off multiple platforms? Yeah, I will, banned, it, it, banned, banned. Right? Yeah. It, it, it our says, Gmail, our G Suite account for Leobi for Inside IOST shut down weekly, and we have to like <laughs> beg people to let us and then we have to change pete's identity and then they're like you're in videos with him we know you know this guy and we're like no we swear to god that's not him that's the real reason he has the beard actually (laughs) witness protection program yeah i've been banned by twitter uh i've I've, on the fence with facebook but i'm off facebook now uh google temporarily paypal upwork yeah paypal but they they brought me back Uh. and that was because russia and uh, <laughs> which means Venmo. I mean, MetalPay, which is a crypto company. Wait, you were banned from MetalPay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they uh, they banned me. They didn't like it. Uh, I wrote them, and they were like, "Oh, we're sorry, we're sorry." And uh, the CEO reached out and gave me twenty dollars on MetalPay as an apology. I was very appreciative of that. <laughs> I started composing an appreciation, and then the next day, I got an email from MetalPay saying, "Due to activity on your account." You all, no more rewards will be paid out to your account. Uh, so I guess I still triggered some algorithm. And that's supposed to be a decentralized <laughs> one, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's a centralized company in crypto. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, these, these kind of things, I mean, while I'm an exception, most people don't get banned by Twitter. The CEO of Twitter was on 
Jack Rogan, and he said that people never get banned without a warning. Joe False. Rogan. Joe Rogan. Jack Sorry. Rogan. I got I got Rob Banky's name wrong <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and uh, it was Jack Dorsey as the CEO. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, you know, some of us do, though. Sometimes when you apply an algorithm to the masses, there are like these outliers that don't deserve to be banned, but they are. Mm-hmm. It's the same with committees. If you have a committee of government or corporate officials that are applying standards, they'll be arbitrary about it. And the decision that's made on your account might be based on whether they had lunch yet or not, you know? And, uh, and it's but the same in the legal system. why when you get back to them? Like that whole thing with Twitter being... Oh, no. There, no appeal you will be heard. back from them. And you didn't, you didn't do say anything. Nope. You just got banned. Yeah, the yep. Twitter one blows my mind. I don't no know why. No appeal will be heard, they said. And we remember the video we had for NEM? Yeah, yeah. We had this video I posted on NEM. It had like... We made a stop motion 80, video. 80,000 views. I mean, let's play it. Come on. All right. Let's play it. We'll right. play it on the show for you folks. All right. Anyway, so so there were like eighty thousand views on that video because Nem tweeted it and everything, and now it's just it's just gone. Yeah. I mean, now it has like seven views when you yeah, repost it on your new Twitter. <laughs> uh, so people fall in the cracks, you know, in these systems, and just because a system, a corporation, a whatever works for you, somebody commented on the Block One release and said, "For these things, Medium and Twitter are fine." Well, they are for most people. But the outliers, I mean, until it happens to you and you realize, oh, no, there's nothing I can do about this. Right. Uh, these companies are just too big. And the param- they're starting to add more and more parameters as we get more and more afraid of talking to each other. So those outliers will only continue to grow, I'd imagine. Um, that's why I am so excited about decentralization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why we need crypto so we can continue to uh, send money to each other because sending money is really free speech. It's an expression of value. It's a means of communication. So there, there was a and crypto enables us to do that. There was a guy at blockchain week in New York city who he was wearing a yellow vest, I think. And he was saying, uh, KYC is illegal. Why should we have to prove who we are for transiting money? And he was saying it's, it's a form of speech. Just like you said, I don't it's necessarily not fair that, that, that Pete who was putting great content out there on Twitter Nothing controversial, interesting, thought-provoking, you know, Wittgenstein's table, that he was banned and there was no appeal for it. That's not fair, right? So I'd much rather be in a system where that, that, that didn't happen. Well, and we're, we're hoping that those systems are being built. Um, but I guess for Inside IOST, that's, uh, that's, that's about the end of the show. I have no more hey, notes wait, wait, here. What, wait, you forgot the uh, swag. Oh, we better oh, show yeah. up our swag. Uh, IOST Callister Good call, Josh. Again? Sorry, IOST Callister. We, we can't mean, wear the hoodies because we're in my studio's in my attic and it's like 95 degrees up here, but the yeah. hoodies are amazing. Uh, Evan uses every week the mug yes. that we got, the uh, the mouse pad that he got over there from IOST Callister. Always using this mouse pad, Callister. And now we got, uh, I'm going to try not to cover the mic here. We got this these new hoodies, which are great, uh, with the IOST logo on them. And uh, says unleashing the power of blockchain. I'm a really terrible hoodie displayer. Yeah, let's let's. There, there we go. Work on All right. That. Boom. Yeah. Now and, uh, I can't see your face though. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Just put it on. No. Now I'm covering the sign. <laughs> All right. So uh, those, I th- I'm I'm pretty sure IOST Calister sells all the IOST swag. So if you want some of that, uh, head over to their website. And if you have some extra votes that you haven't already staked to. Uh, inside IOST, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be upset if you voted for Callister. Great node. I think they're in. Ooh, I want to say Toronto somewhere, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100 percent certain where. Although Canada. they they do Yorkville Auto Show, and that's in Toronto. So 
Uh, I know they're in Canada. I don't. I don't yeah. know exact location. So uh, that's that's it, I guess. Josh, you got anything else for us? Um, just one other thing. You know, I've seen some chatter about people wanting to set up nodes, and uh, if you're interested in getting a serving node set up on IOST, reach out to us on our Telegram channel. We can get you connected to the right people. We've been sort of helping people with that. Boom. Pete, anything? This is Peter K. signing out. Thanks for watching Inside IOST. And we will see you next week.